Harvest Australia Church podcast. We're so glad you're listening today. We pray this blesses you and encourages you. And if you want to get in touch with us or find out more about our ministry, please check out our website or social media. We pray you have a great day. I want to share today on the power of flying under the radar. And I learned a powerful lesson some years ago in business when we had our factory and we were uh, distributing our pipes through a national distributor. And the national distributor was a, a very large pipe company. I mean, we thought we were large, but these guys are huge. They're multinational, actually. And, um, and they, they distribute pipe all over Australia, South Pacific region, actually. And, and so um, I used to fly to Sydney and spend time with them sometimes and, um, you know, work things out, look at our distribution plans, look at our sales, look at how things are going. And um, I remember in my entre entrepreneurship and in my drive of just pushing them a little bit, um, like our puppy does, actually. He pushes everything and pushes the boundaries because he doesn't know yet what it is. But I was like a business puppy. And so I was snapping at their heels a little bit and saying, why aren't we, why aren't we doing this? Why aren't we letting that be known? Why aren't we, you know, advertising more and really going for it and just showing everyone, you know, how powerful we can really be? And um, I'll never forget the, the statement that the a sales director said at the time, and he was a very stately man, and um, he was very experienced in business, and he wasn't really ruffled by anything, but I'll always remember his, his expression. He talked fairly slowly, but uh, very deliberate in his words, and he said to me, we like to fly under the radar. We don't like telling everyone everything we're doing. And I remember that has stuck with me now for seven or eight years, in fact, probably more like 10 years, from him saying those words to me because it taught me a very powerful lesson is that you don't have to tell everyone what's going on. And in, in a sales point of view, you would normally think you should. You should be bragging. You should be telling everyone the records you're breaking and everything that's going on and advertising more, more, more. But the lesson I learned that day is that actually their success, and they were something like 10 times the size company that we were at the time. And he taught me the lesson of the power of flying under the radar, not necessarily letting everyone know what you're doing. Don't let the competition know what you're up to. Fly under the radar. You can be silent. You can be hidden. You can be quiet about some of the plans and the things that are going on so that the enemy doesn't know what's going on. The competition doesn't know what's going on. And I realized something that day. I, I felt small, but I also felt naive because I thought, wow, that's a powerful lesson. If I can fly under the radar and if I can not necessarily let everyone else know what I'm doing and just work on the internal machinations of my business and in, in spirituality in my life, then I can fly under the radar and I can actually avoid some of the enemy's plans, avoid some of the competition, so to speak, but also concentrate on the main thing. And so flying under the radar, I think, is really important for us as believers, 
Sometimes we think we've got to let everyone else know everything that's going on. And testifying is not a bad thing. If God's doing good things, tell people. But when it comes out of a pressure, almost like an orphanness, a pressure to be wanted and to be needed and to be seen, then we realize we're actually operating in a realm that we're not called to. We're called to be sons and daughters. And sons and daughters already know their inheritance is coming one day. They've got a part of their inheritance in salvation and Holy Spirit, but there's a greater inheritance coming in eternity, isn't there? And so we actually know as sons and daughters that we have nothing to prove to any other man or woman. Isn't that a good thing? You have nothing to prove to anyone else. It doesn't matter what you do today or tomorrow. As long as you're being obedient to Him, then that's all you have to do. And so flying under the radar, I looked this up a little bit in the last couple of days just to check, is this a thing? And it's a thing, okay? When radars, let's say radars up in one of those military planes and, and the radars going out, if, if there's a mountaintop or there's big buildings in the way, the radar can't necessarily get through them. And so there's a shadow, there's a hidden area where the radar doesn't get. And Sometimes we might feel that we're always living in that hidden area. We're just never getting that prominence, never getting that breakthrough, never getting that um, level of exposure or promotion that our hearts desire. But I want to say to you today that I think there's so much power in learning the lessons in the season of hiddenness. James chapter 1 verse 12 I'm just going to read one verse today because I want it just to sink in. James chapter 1 verse 12 says, Blessed is the one who perseveres under trial because having stood the test, that person will receive the crown of life that the Lord has promised to those who love him. It's a good verse, isn't it? Wherever you're at today, maybe some trials, maybe a desert, Maybe quietness, you can't hear God's voice. Maybe confusion, fear, anxiety, stress, financial issues, health issues. The Lord's word to you today is that blessed are you when you persevere under trial. You're blessed when you face trials. And not only that, that when we do, we will receive a crown of life that He's promised to us when we love Him. He's promised us not only a crown in heaven, but actually a promotion on earth. We hear a lot today about victorious life and living victoriously. And, and I love it. I listen to that stuff on podcast and I love those words. But what about the hiddenness? What about the trials? What about when nothing's going right? What about when we're confused and we don't quite know what to do? When we're in that shadow and we're completely under the radar. These are the seasons I believe that biblically God used men and women the most. Because I think there's three stages I can think of if I simplify it for us this morning. There's three stages that I can think of and I can see in my own life that God uses in this process of flying under the radar. The first one is promise. The second one is preparation. And the third one is promotion. It's kind of like three steps that I can see. Now, when we hear things like that, and I know in my desires and in my life, I've sort of read it and gone, promise, preparation, promotion. No one likes preparation. 
If you're like me, I never read a book, a manual, an instruction manual. I never get, I, I never get the ground level when I'm putting something in place. We've had Jeff do some work for us recently, and I'm just admiring. He's putting string lines. He's triple-checking everything. And then he goes back and checks again, has a look at everything from every angle. And I'm just like, dude, I would have had that thing up hours ago, but it would have looked like this, you know. It wouldn't have looked right. I do not like preparation. But I thought of a few examples. Moses had 40 years from promise to promotion. 40 years. Oh, my goodness. 80 was his release. 80 was his promotion. So if you're in your 80s, you're in very, very good company. You got nothing to worry about. Very good company. David, 15 years from anointing to promotion. 15 years. You know, it's around 15, early teens, and then about 30 on, on promotion. And so this, these are long seasons of time of preparation from having a promise given. David was anointed by Samuel. He was anointed as a young man. Now, if we were anointed in that way, tangibly with the fire of God, the oil of God in our early teens, and had to then wait 15 years and be pursued and chased down, and we had to go into caves and be hidden and have people attacking us, this is sometimes what we can feel like in the preparation years, isn't it? So if you feel like that at any stage, you are in extremely good company. In fact, you have great things to look forward to because your preparation is building you for something. Your preparation is building you for a promotion which you probably can't yet see the fullness of. And so lastly, Joseph, 22 years, 22 years between when he had that dream of his brothers bowing down to him to when it actually came to pass, when the... The famine was on and his brothers actually came to the land and he was the one who could either say yes or no to giving them food. It was 22 years. 22 years. Long gestation periods of preparation are very healthy. They're very healthy. We hate them, especially in our modern day. You can't drive through and get promotion in the kingdom. It just doesn't happen. And sometimes it's frustrating because we can, we can maybe see others get promoted and it doesn't happen to us. It's okay. We just got to be obedient to our journey, don't we? Every single person has a very, very specific calling and destiny, very specific spiritual DNA, which is not like anyone else's. And we've got that on our lives. And that's what we're to look after, isn't it? We need to foster that and make sure we're obedient to His voice for us, not to His voice for anyone else. If we take competition and we take even looking at others out of the equation, it becomes a whole lot easier. Sometimes God will make it so much so, like He did with, say, David, for example, or Joseph. In these cases, He totally stripped them so bare that there was nothing they could look at other than Him. Sometimes God is trying to get our attention. Sometimes He's trying to say something in the wilderness. And if we can hear His voice, I believe, like with the Israelites who wandered for 40 years on a journey that really only should have taken weeks, rather than our preparation being decades and decades and decades, I believe there is a way to hear His voice and be obedient and be promoted in the preparation. 
And He gives us levels. He drip feeds us, if you like. Levels of promotion, even in our heart, we get promoted. We hear His voice more. Maybe we sense Him more. And these are levels of promotion in the preparation. And I'm sure there's times that Joseph, for example, when he was in the jail, so he's thrown in jail. I mean, he'd been promoted and then he went backwards. And some of you might feel like that sometimes. You get promoted and then, you know, two steps back again, one step forward, two steps back. This can be a healthy thing. It can be an annoying thing, but it can be a really healthy thing. Because when we take a couple of steps back or maybe we're forced back, we normally then go back to Jesus and we begin to talk to him and we ask him questions and he begins to show us things. And I know for my life, this has been one of those things that sometimes there's been steps forward and then steps back. And it's in the back step that then I begin to go back to basics and have a look at things again. And I begin to see that, ah, okay, yeah, I went a little astray here. I went a little off course here. I went a little this way or that way. And these are powerful lessons because I believe that obedience in the preparation can release that promotion even while we're being prepared. In today's world, sometimes we can look at people in the world who, who get released and famous and promoted and we think, wow, well, they just got it. You know, no obedience there, no faith in God, no nothing. Well, that's because of God's heart. And it's called common grace. It's the grace of God for all mankind to prosper and be blessed. And He loves all His children. And so He allows various people to have breakthrough and have prominence. The issue is, though, what do we do with that? What do we do with that? It's a challenge for the church because even, even popularity and fame and, and some of those things infiltrate into the church and there's a driving force in the church to apply those same principles. And it's a challenge that we have to maintain obedience to Him rather than the need for the approval of man. And if we can really get this, then we walk as sons and daughters, knowing who we are, knowing that He loves us even if we fail, even if we're not as successful as the person next to us, it's okay. Our obedience to Him is what matters. Our obedience to Him will release the promise. We can see it in these guys. You can see it in the lives of, say, Esther and other great men and women of God who were so faithful, even though they had no idea what it looked like. They were obedient in their preparation years. And I believe this is the key. doesn't matter how old or how young you are today. That obedience in the preparation years is the key to how much influence we will have when the promise is released. And it's not about who's got the greatest influence, but ultimately we are called to influence the earth, aren't we? We're actually called to, in the right way, have dominion. And we're actually called to be victorious, to have a voice to the hurting, to have a voice in this world. And I know it's hard sometimes. And it can be one of those things that we have to journey through and we go back to the promise, go back to the promise, go back to the promise. Some of you have written down promises and the writing's so faded because it's been so many years. I want to remind you of those promises. Every single person has a destiny in the Lord, here on earth and in heaven. We are all called to be a part of this big monopoly game called life. And it looks really different, doesn't it? 
Our youngest son loves playing Monopoly and he can pretty much go through the whole family and just keep going and going and going with Monopoly. It's really strategic and he just, he just loves it. But we're all different. We all take a different piece. You know, someone's the car and the boat and the dog and whatever else those little pieces are. And um, we had AFL, footy, AFL Monopoly for a while there. And that just, threw, by the way, everyone should be rather happy today. Like the whole left-hand side and right-hand side should just be cheering on today. Why? Well, Port and the Crows won. Anyways, I know that's a sidetrack. Here's what I feel to summarise today with, is that some of you have got stuck in the preparation. Stuck in the preparation. And it's flippin' annoying. It's really annoying. It's annoying. It's frustrating. But I want to encourage you, it is one of the greatest seasons of life. One of the greatest seasons of life. Because it's the time where we get to go deep. We go into his heart and we actually find the treasure from him. And that desire and that hunger in those preparation years really heavily determines the promotion. Every single one of us has promotion here on earth and in heaven, but let's talk about the earthly promotion yet to be seen. There are things that are embedded in your heart, desires and callings that maybe some of you have just forgotten about. You just let go because of hurt and disappointment. Today, I want to encourage you to reawaken the promise. Reawaken the promise. Reawaken the promise. It's dangerous for me to say that because it can refrustrate you again. It's like, oh, I'm easier without that thing. It's life is better when there's no calling. Life is better when I haven't got this prophetic, you know, desire to see things happen and the God's kingdom be released. But I want to say to you, we need you. The kingdom of God needs you. The kingdom of God needs those with a prophetic calling and destiny on their life. If not, to be intercessors, to be prayers, to be lovers, to be worshippers, to be anything that you are in Him. The church, the body of Christ needs you because we can't get too plastic. If we get so plastic and we get so good at this thing, then we do without that prophetic anointing that yearns Jesus coming again. It yearns us pushing forward into signs and wonders. It yearns us into the miraculous. It yearns us into things that actually, if you wiped out of history, this world would have been in calamity a long time ago. It's the great moves of God that have saved the human race. If you look at history and you put dots between all the significant moves of God, and I'm including the Reformation and things like that in it, it's those moves of God with people who had a prophetic desire in their heart for more of the kingdom to be released here on earth. And they, it was hard. It was very, very hard. But they heard a promise and then they went through preparation and they sought the Lord. They sought the Lord and they were faithful in the preparation years. Don't give up. Don't give up. Wherever you're at today, whatever you're doing, do not give up in the preparation years. Because you never know how far away promotion is. You never know how close it really is. And I believe for some here today, promotion is closer than you think. It's closer than you think. 
The Bible says in Matthew that the kingdom of God is at hand. How far away is your hand? It's not very far away, is it? It's like, I was going to say it's a, it's a few feet away, but that would sound strange. A, a hand is a few feet away. It's about a meter, isn't it? It's not very, not very far away. The kingdom of God is in your hand. The kingdom of God is in your hand. The gifting, the calling, the destiny. And if all I do today is just prod that a little bit and reawaken some of those dreams, then I've probably done my job. You might find in the next couple of weeks, you're kind of frustrated. You might even get frustrated with me. Why did I even go to that service? I didn't want to hear that dude say that stuff again. I, I just, I've forgotten that stuff. It's easier without it anyway. But it's not. It's not. Because he just keeps whispering, doesn't he? He keeps going. He keeps speaking. He keeps just reminding you every now and then, maybe through someone annoying like me, that the preparation will be worth it. Your preparation will be worth it. You will celebrate the preparation years because of the promotion. You'll celebrate them. You'll look back and just go, wow, that's phenomenal. In fact, when we learn to carry joy, as James encouraged us to consider it all joy when you face trials, when we do that, we actually find an anointing to get through the preparation. And instead of it grinding us and annoying us, we actually walk with an anointing where we actually go, okay, okay, it's a challenge, there's a struggle, but I know that at the end of this is promotion. I know I get bigger at these times of challenges. I'd love everyone to stand and I want to just pray and decree over us this morning. If you want to, you can lift your hands. I just want to pray and release a, a prayer over us. I'm sorry I don't have a magic wand to release all preparation and just release promotion on you today. That's up to him, him and you. But one thing I can say is that his presence, just like with David, who became such a deep worshipper in the cave, and a lot of those songs and a lot of that depth came from that season of his life. He is doing things in your life that he never could have achieved otherwise. So instead of getting annoyed, instead of getting frustrated and asking questions, I want to encourage you, embrace the preparation. Embrace it. It is a fresh anointing on your life. It is a fresh authority on your life. It's not other people that are annoying you. It's yourself. Go with him. Go with him. Hear his voice. Even today, hear his voice. And I believe that there's going to be some fresh encouragement for some of you in the next month. You're going to be able to journal. You're going to be able to see some little mountaintop things. And you're going to go, whoa, I haven't seen that before. It's beginning to happen. It's beginning to happen. It's beginning to happen. And, and even today, there is some fresh rain on some people's situations that hasn't been there before. And we now know in the natural what it's like to wait for rain because we rely on rain for our drinking water. And so do we as humans rely on spiritual rain. So Lord, I ask today that you would release fresh spiritual rain upon us today.
upon us today. Lord, those hungry ones, those hungry ones who are preparing and waiting and hearing and being faithful and being good stewards of everything you've given them. And Lord Jesus, I pray today for a fresh breakthrough, anointing by the power of your Holy Spirit. Lord, that you would release, release fresh hope. That you would empower where there's been weakness. Holy Spirit, even right now, I just pray you would increase your presence in this room. And Lord, that you would freshly touch us. Let us see your kingdom at work. Fresh anointing right now. Fresh anointing right now. If you want it, just ask him for it. Just ask him for it. I believe by faith that there's a fresh anointing in the preparation for some here today. You just have to ask him. Fresh anointing, Lord. Holy Spirit, touch right now. Hungry, hungry, hungry. Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit. I thank you for every person. I thank you for every destiny. Lord, I pray where the enemy has tried to come and steal, kill and destroy and confuse and bring anxiety and distractions and frustrations. Lord, I pray you would remove those things from our lives today in Jesus' name and that you would significantly upgrade us in the area of faith. Eyes to see and ears to hear. Holy Spirit, I pray that you'd do a significant shift in our hearts today where we would see and hear you in great new ways. Lord, that you'd fill us up, that you would empower us. You would empower us. You would empower us. You would empower us. Some with, who have struggled with depression or some who feel like you're entering into depression in the next month, it's going to lift. It's going to lift because you begin to walk in faith and receive His Word over your life. It's not doesn't have to necessarily be anything, you know, that you work up, but it's going to be a releasing over your life in the next month. In Jesus' name, in Jesus' name, let it happen. In Jesus' name, let it happen. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. 